Welcome to another informative episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Hi, I'm Dallas Latursky, president of Patch Prep Boot Camp in Grand Prairie, Alberta. The oil field has its own kind of culture, like a 16-hour workday out in the middle of nowhere, pouring down rain, knee-deep mud, having to always be safe 24-7, 365, and look out for everyone else that's on location and keep them safe. No Harm is the podcast for health and safety professionals like you. We're here to help you sharpen your professional skills and better understand emerging issues. There's a lot of things that you have to know. The learning curve is, it's not even a curve, it's just a mountain that goes straight up. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. As always, I'm your host Marvin Polis. For this episode, I have Dallas Latursky. He's the president of Patch Prep Boot Camp in Grand Prairie, Alberta. He has a really interesting business where he helps prepare young workers for work in the, uh, in the oil and gas industry. Tell me about your business, Dallas. It started out as an idea and I uh, went to business school for two years at Grand Prairie Regional College. And I recognized the, uh, the issues that we're going to have once the oil field picks up again. And the issue is we're going to have an incredible shortage of decent uh, labor as soon as we get going again because the baby boomers are retiring. Those people who got uh, burned in the last boom bus cycle are not coming back. So our choice was going to be either kids fresh out of high school or temporary foreign workers. Now this really caught my attention when we started to talk about this story because anytime you're dealing with greenhorns, you're dealing with safety issues. So what are some of the things that are part of your curriculum where you help people prepare themselves for a life in this industry and, uh, and really what they have to do to keep safe? Uh, it's a one-day workshop and I sit a uh, classroom of potential employees down and I tell them in no uncertain terms exactly what it's going to be like working in the oil patch, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then when we're done with it, I let them decide whether or not they want to continue a career in this industry. What are some of the warning signs, so to speak, that you see in a young workforce that, uh, that really need to be dealt with in a boot camp like this? Probably one of the first things is uh, attention to detail. There's a lot of things that you have to know. The learning curve is, it's not even a curve, it's just a mountain that goes straight up and you have to pay attention 24-7. You can't wander off. And the average um, attention span of a high school graduate now is eight seconds. So that's one of the things, the, uh, the screen phone addictions that they have. As soon as they get into the field, we take their phones away from them. They're not particularly a fan of that. So, And a, a lack of work ethic, we'll say, because they've never been challenged like the way uh, entry-level employees are challenged in the oil field. I guess in some cases it's in part the work ethic, but in part it's also the type of work and the long hours and how physically straining it is. Absolutely. The oil field has its own kind of culture. And unfortunately, there's nothing that can prepare you for that, short of if you worked on a ranch or that, that type of thing growing up. Like a 16-hour workday out in the middle of nowhere, pouring down rain, knee-deep mud, having to always be safe 24-7, 365, and look out for everyone else that's on location and keep them safe. It's, uh, it's a lot to take in all at once, especially if you spend your entire life you know, through social media and, and doing all this other kind of stuff, so you're very tech-savvy. And then you hand these kids a shovel or a pipe wrench, and they go, okay, you go do work for six hours, and they have no idea how to do it. It's not that they can't do it, but they've never had to do that. Okay, so through your workshop, are you kind of doing a, a reality check with these sorts of things to, I guess, help weed out people where you have safety concerns? 
absolutely. Uh, ideally, I would like to have a 10 to 15% voluntary drop, dropout rate where if I say have 20 kids in the class and they go through my program, I'd like to have at least two of them, minimum two of them say, no, I'm not doing the oil field. Because the training costs nowadays are getting absolutely astronomical. Some companies are spending $25,000 a head to train up these kids and then they get them out to Bucking Horse, BC. They work two weeks in the mud and they're like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. So you just wasted all that money. What are some of the other safety things that you're dealing with in your workshop? Uh, well, I have a psychologist come in and he does a uh, presentation on alcohol, drugs and mental health issues that are associated with the oil field. And a third of his clientele right now are oil and, oil, oil and patch guys. So he's a, a very vital part of the program. So I don't want the current generation to make the same mistakes as the previous generations did when I, when I started out. Because uh, we partied a lot and we barely made it out of there. And I don't have a lot of faith that if the next boom comes around, that the same mistakes will be made again or that everything's getting better. I don't believe that. So we need to mentor these kids and really mentor them, like hold their hands, take them underneath our wing and say, don't make the same mistakes we did. What are some of the other topics you talk about? Uh, I have another presenter that comes in and talks about um, wealth management. So to prevent these kids from going out and blowing all their money like we did, she comes in and says, okay, this is our RSPs, this is uh, tax-free savings accounts, these are uh, mutual funds, these are life insurance policies or whatever other policies come in. Nobody has ever taught us that. Parents don't teach us that. The schools certainly don't teach us that. So I figure it's very important to have them, if they're going to be making all this money now that they've never made before, let's start them off right and say, say okay, put your money away and be smart with it versus going and blowing it all. Well, that suggests that uh, having mentors around is a really good thing. And we've talked about how the baby boomers are retiring. Uh, many of them have already retired. Many of them are definitely on that path. And, well, what does that mean in terms of not having mentors around to keep the greenhorn safe? We call it the great intergenerational crew change. It's now upon us. And uh, right now, the oil and gas industry, that a lot of the guys in the field, we're pretty salty. The last couple of years have not been kind to us at all. So it's really tough to have a nice positive outlook for the industry and you know take somebody who fresh off the streets has no idea what they're doing and the, like I said the learning curve is huge you have so much safety stuff that you have to learn and so much stuff that you have to take in at one point in time just to be able to do your job let alone understand you know the big scope of things I go over a lot of that in my program to try to give them a much better idea because I found when I went back to school and you're dealing with these kids if you can give them a much bigger scope of the big picture, they have a much better understanding of what their little part of it is. They, they're, they're far more attuned to that versus just saying, okay, you go do this now. Now, I've spent my fair share of time on industrial sites, and something that's really occurred to me is that when you're just living your life in the city, so to speak, and you're walking around on sidewalks, you're walking around downtown and that sort of thing, it's a pretty safe place to be for the most part. But out there on industrial sites, you really need to watch your back and you really need to watch the back of your co-workers. It's really part of the culture. And for people who didn't grow up in that culture, maybe they didn't grow up on a farm, they didn't grow up on a ranch, that sort of thing, where that can be part of the culture, of course. This is really foreign and somebody really needs to help the up and coming generation learn the culture. Absolutely. Um, one of the problems is we have a lot of impatient mentors we'll say there's a lot of guys in the field they they take a greenhorn if he doesn't cut it within you know two three days then not going to waste any more time on them and that that's not a good practice but it is a practice that is still taught today 
So what we really need to do is take the guys who are going to be training them, show them how to mentor. Like, we can't go back to the way things were. The old oil patch, I know a lot of us miss it, <laughs> but it's never coming back. We have to create a new oil patch. We've got to be better than we were before. And we have to take a leap forward and have a little bit leap of faith that yes, this upcoming generation can do it, but we have to take the lead and mentor them from start to finish saying, okay, this is a wrench, this is a hammer, don't drink, don't do drugs, don't do it. This is, and, and explain to them the why they need to know all this stuff and why they need to watch their cruise backs. You know, you mentioned drugs and alcohol and the sort of thing where I mentioned growing up in the city. You know, you might have a few drinks, you might go for a walk, you trip over a curb, you're probably not going to get killed. But on the rigs, if you've had a few drinks, you could get killed and you could kill somebody else. There is the possibility of that, although over the last few years we really have cleaned up the oil field. And I show in my program, uh, if you go to the Alberta Government Occupational Health and Safety site, part of the exercise of the program is to actually go through it and see all the different uh, injuries and deaths related to, uh, I think it's 10 different uh, industries oil and gas, professional services, janitorial, government and industries, and oil and gas was actually the second safest. The only thing that was uh, safer was agriculture and forestry. Like it was 10 times more dangerous to work in government than in oil and gas. Wow, this is all very interesting stuff. Uh, what, do, what do you want to say in summary? Uh, in summary, I just like to say it's very important to me, and this has now become a, a passion project of mine for lack of a better term to say, I want to take these kids and get them started right. Because when we started, it was a guy standing on the corner at Shell Station, a pusher, a driller would pull up, hey, guy, kid, you want a job? You get in the truck, you fill out your tax forms on the way to the rig, and you start work. Those days are gone. We can't, we're, that'll never happen again. But if we ever get that busy again, they'll think about it. And so I'm saying, no, send them to me first. I will weed them out for you, and I'll give them an idea of how to be a success in this industry in a positive way. Well, Dallas, this is all very intriguing. Dallas, tell me where our listeners can find you. They can find me at patchprep at gmail.com. That's the email. And the website is www.patchprepbootcamp.com. Again, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Marvin. Thanks for tuning in to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Be sure to join us next time. And a reminder that you can subscribe to us for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The No Harm Health and Safety Podcast is a production of Stimulant Strategies and Media Productions. You can learn more about us at stimulant.ca. All the best, everyone, and stay safe.